Brown Girl Radiance celebrates the brilliance of women of color through reflective conversations and stories. I'm your host, Pure Brown Joy. Ladies, first, I want to thank you all again for being a part of not just this bonus episode of Brown Girl Radiance podcast, but the two episodes that we recorded in the spring, the Queens and Kings of Quarantine parts one and two. To all of my listeners, if you haven't had a chance to listen to these episodes, I definitely encourage you to go back um, as we celebrated our beautiful Black culture and all that it delivered during the first couple months of quarantine. Uh, After we recorded those episodes, I always felt that we would record another episode together again, but I was just waiting for the right moment of inspiration. And this past Sunday, we experienced what people on social media are affectionately calling Auntie Chella, as we witnessed the brilliance of two Black legendary queens, Gladys Knight, who is 77, and Patti LaBelle, who is 76, during the versus battle. And as I saw, you know, our emotional responses in our group text, as well as how others were responding to the event, I knew that we had just experienced history. And uh, this is actually the first time after watching a versus battle that I felt sadness because it was over and I didn't want it to end. And in fact, I did not move uh, for a few minutes. And I realized that it was because I was paralyzed by their excellence and the masterclass and sisterhood that they gave to us. So I thought that this would be a perfect time to celebrate not just their brown girl radiance, but their brown woman radiance, because they are grown, grown women. Um, And so I am excited to welcome back to Brown Girl Radiance podcast, Alicia, Gina, and Khalifa, as we discuss the impact of such a magical night. Hello, ladies. This is Special K. So happy to be back with all of you and to discuss this epic moment on Brown Girl Radiance podcast. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. It's Alicia. Happy to be back again and talking about wonderful events in Black culture and pop history. Hello, this is Gina. I'm very, very honored to be here again and just to be here and share it with my sisters. So thanks for having me, LaJoy. Very welcome, ladies. I'm, I, I feel like we, we might need to give ourselves, I don't know, some type of name since we... Uh, you know, we love to have commentary on the Black <laughs> culture and experience. So we'll have to think about that uh, a little bit. Uh, but I do want to also just give a quick note, which is for anyone who uh, is listening and haven't had a chance to view this versus battle between Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle, you can actually find it on YouTube. I found a really nice version of it that I actually sent to my family in a group text because I have lots of aunts and uncles who, you know, don't have Instagram. And actually, one of my aunts wrote me back and said, thank you so much. I was going to, like, try to look for it. So, um, and in fact, I will also say my dad has an Instagram and he uh, watched the battle. Gladys Knight's actually one of his favorite singers. 
And um, when I when I texted him to, you know, make sure he knew that Gladys and Patty were going to be going live on Instagram, um, he he said, oh, is it for that battle of the greats? So I was already impressed that he actually like knew uh, <laughs> he knew what what was happening. And I said, yes, we're really excited that the aunties decided to join. And he and he said, oh, you you got them all set up on Instagram. So then I realized he thought I was talking about my actual aunts. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm talking about Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight. That's our, our generation calls older black women who we respect aunties. And he was like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So anyway, shout out to my dad who also listens to every single episode of Brown Girl Radiance podcast. So, um, so again, it was just such an amazing night. And um, I think we were all moved in, in various ways by it. And so, the first question that I wanted to ask you ladies is since Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight gave us such a masterclass in sisterhood, what did they teach us and or what did you love about their display of sisterhood? And I'll actually go ahead and start off sharing how I felt about what, what I saw from them. I, I felt like it was a demonstration of just pure love that permeated throughout the entire experiences. And, and I think that there are different dimensions of sisterhood. So, you know, I have a sister who I love dearly, but I also have many friends who I consider to be like sisters to me, like all of you on, on this episode. And I think that in the realm of sisterhood friendship, you know, they showed us, um, that we can we can be you know our most magical selves you know at in into our seventies even when we love and celebrate one another and I think one of the capstone moments of that display of sisterhood is when they brought out Dionne Warwick to sing that's what friends are for and it it almost moved me to tears and especially in the context of 2020 and and just the impact that this year's had on everyone when we you know saw these two legendary queens that we know have been through many different challenges and heartbreaks and and who lived through the civil rights movement um and just the hardships of being a black woman in america but they still came out with grace and elegance and and beauty beauty and i i i think that they really showed us that they understand they understand their power individually and also they understand their strengths collectively i agree um my favorite part there was when patty labelle is saying um you are my friends and that is when i got emotional because like you say lajoy this is a difference of sisterhood but there are sisters all through of my life that I consider my my counselors, my angels, my mentors all in one. And I wouldn't go through what I did now, where I'm at now, if it wasn't for, for them. Like this past COVID, you guys were there for me when it came 
down to this whole, we were all furloughed. We were all, all that stuff that we went through. You guys carry me through this. And I want to say thank you. And that was what they showed there. Cause like you said, they've been through so many aspects of their lives and we could relate to that. We could relate to see what sisterhood is all about. And not even that is just, they showed classiness saying us as black women don't have to hate on each other. We don't have to be mad at each other. We have to do none of that because we all, we got it. So when they showed that around the world, it's like, yes, we can be that. This is what we are. This is how we relate to one another. We, instead of saying friends, we say we family. So that's what I got out of it. Out of it. it just touched my heart. And like you said, I thought about my parents too every time because my dad loves Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight. And when I was talking to them, they were like, you know, those are my girlfriends, right? My dad was saying that. I was like, well, let me just send it to you. But I was just thinking of them while they were growing up because, you know, we have our people, but I could just think about my parents because that was their, that was their people growing up. So it was just amazing touching. I'm glad I was able to experience that with you guys. So that was it. I would have to say that I think I was so inspired, I think, and again, and kind of just rejuvenated, but just inspired by their connection, right? And they, and when you say sisterhood, to me, that means, you know, beyond just being blood related, but they just have this connection and their connection happened to be music, right? But beyond that, I was so inspired just by how they were encouraging each other and, and singing each other's classics, right? And and we heard some storytelling behind it, but it was more, um, I don't know, just more impactful and powerful for me when they were, you know, one, Gladys was performing a hit and, and Patti LaBelle is fluttering in the background and really feeling it. So I thought, wow, it was just such a good display of um, and just inspiration and, and encouragement. And it reminded me, that, you know, that's what true sisterhood and, and connection and community really is, is, you know, like we need to lift each other. We need to continue to inspire and, and um, pull each other forward or bring each other up. Um, and so I thought, gosh, this is just, like you said, we just lived in this moment. We literally experienced history, right, right there. Um, and I was just grateful to be part of it, right? Um, and to just think back, like, wow, you would have never thought we would be here and watching this in this moment. I also thought it was a good display of, um, and just symbolism of forgiveness. Now, while I don't think they've ever had open conflict or beef, there was a moment where I think Patty told the younger girls, Monica and, and Brandy, you know, like, get y'all got to move past that, like forgive each other and move forward. And I thought, wow, that was wisdom like nuggets right we and there were so many gems that they dropped that night but that moment right there just stood out um and when you think about you know the authority of an auntie or an elder that moment right there was like healing and forgiveness all in one right and during a versus battle so anyway I thought you know this is we can re-watch it and play it back and not only just for the hits and those moments and the nostalgia but there were so many lessons kind of throughout so Anyway, that was a few takeaways for me. Yeah, I think my takeaway was the same, just hearing the wisdom of 
you know, that generation. Um, I was fortunate to watch with my mom and um, it was her first versus battle. Um, and we were just enjoying the music and, you know, the memories and getting excited when different songs would come on. Um, but um, just like uh, Khalifa was saying, how Patty and Gladys were weaving in a lot of those nuggets of knowledge and wisdom um, in between, you know, talking about whether it's the election in terms of voting or getting along with each other. Yeah, I, I love all of that. Actually, that kind of rolls into uh, my next question, which I was going to ask about some of your favorite moments uh, from the evening. So I, I'll actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and start this one off as well. Uh, and actually, Khalifa, you just mentioned one of them when, uh, when Gladys Knight actually, you know, gave out that auntie mandate to, to Brandy and Monica to work it out. You know, I, I absolutely loved that um, because, you know, that Brandy and Monica battle was also epic. It's actually been, you know, the most, um, the most popular one. And, um, and I also love, as you mentioned, Alicia, how it did bridge this generational um, gap. And so while I was, you know, in group text with you all, I was also texting with my dad. And I also loved that just their openness, like, um, you know, in terms of like Gladys Knight mentioned that she didn't actually know what a versus was, but her son <laughs> told her about it and told her that, you know, she needed to be a part of it. And so the fact that they, you know, just throughout like the whole experience hearing what I call like their auntie chatter, I mean, that's exactly how my aunts and my mom talk to each other. And, and it was just also just full of encouragement and testimonies and, and there were like sermons in there. Um, and like you said, it was just, it was just interwoven throughout the whole experience. Um, and you felt like, I think somebody put um, in, in the comments, they were giving us like porch vibes and so yeah so I, I I definitely felt that and yeah it was just everything and then also listen the pants suits were you know they they were goals okay like they were sharp um and then I also love that Patty LaBelle had a whole like rack of shoes with her um, and then going back to the, the generational piece, Patty LaBelle also said that she has a flip phone, which she loves, and, like, that's what she uses. And you know what? She's 76, so who's going to argue with that, okay? She's still, she's still vibrant, uh, living her best life. Let her keep the flip phone if she wants to. I liked um, the fact that Gladys Knight was singing all her songs live. That was amazing. I mean, and she still sounds the same. Like she never one bit. Yes. I was we got a concert. We got a free concert. (laughs) Yes. I was in love. I was like, you could tell Gladys Knight was in love when she first came out. And even now it's like, girl, I was just in awe. I was just in awe. That was my favorite moment because not a lot of people nowadays are able to sing like that. But mm-hmm. you giving us a count. How long you went for three hours and each song you sung? Girl, you know you were giving out a concert. And you know you took the time off to do that. And which I love that too because 
she gave us a show and she didn't want to treat him to just a regular versus. She was like, you know what? If people came on to see us, I'm going to put something on there and I'm going to dedicate that to you guys. And I appreciate that as well. So that was my favorite, her singing each song. So kudos to them. And uh, when um, Patty, Patty LaBelle was, when she flipped her shoes, she threw her shoes. Those are my things. I started laughing. I was like, okay, I see you. And then when she was trying to juke to the songs, I was like, okay, I see you. I see but, you. That was my energy. That was my energy. So, so was the, was the shoe awesome. moment. Yes. And then when she was like, but it hit my knee. I was like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's where I fell out. I was like, oh no, the shoe hit, hit her knee. So I had to afterward, I went back and watched it <laughs> and it sure did. I mean, hit her right on the patella. And I was like, Ooh, I know that hurt, but she kept it going. Um, there were so many moments. It's hard to pick just one. I mean, you know, again, just what, a, a you know, just, phenomenal matchup, right? Brilliant and uh, just legacy. So I would have to say, I think I enjoyed, um, you know, their attire was spot on and it matched their personalities. I think, um, you know, from a, a wisdom perspective and an age perspective, I have to call out that black truly does not crack. <laughs> These women look phenomenal. Um, and just, you know, pure, this essence. Um, and so I thought they just, um, did a really good job, whoever their stylists were, or, you know, whoever suggested their clothing, it was perfect for both of their personalities. Um, so <laughs> I had, a some things that tickled me were the DJs, whoever these DJs were, or who was running, yes. <laughs> were, not equipped or not up to speed or I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I was like, ooh, they're about to get whooped. I felt like a belt or a flip-flop or a skillet was going to come flying because they just weren't meeting, you know, the standard. Uh, for Listen, so I, Auntie I was, Patty said, put my words up. She, she said, said Where put my words up. And then she was looking. Who, who, who. <laughs> I was like, somebody's about to get red on verses, right? <laughs> Eddie Riley moment. They had the yes. Eddie Riley moment. So those were moments that just made me giggle. But I loved, loved, loved when they would get up and like Gina phrased it or labeled it as juked. But when they were just feeling them, you know, and they were just popping them shoulders. I mean, I was like, oh, it just took me back again to our parents. And that's the way they moved and grooved back then. It wasn't all this wop or whatever they do nowadays. And <laughs> you could still move to their music and not have, and have bad knees and still, you know, be fine. But I thought those were just such cute moments and, and funny. So, but yeah, I, I think Patty, it, showcased, it showcased <laughs> the timelessness of yes. the music. So yeah. most of their songs, I think the oldest song was probably from the late fifties, right? If not early sixties. And I think the, I think the evolution of verses from the beginning, if you think about how grassroots it was with Swiss Beats and Timbaland and, and it's gone from producers, you know, having battles to actual celebrations between artists. Um, and now we've got live singing, <laughs> you know, um, they definitely, the bar keeps getting raised each time in a different way. So you know, like Brandy and Monica raised the bar in terms of viewership. 
Patty and Gladys have raised it in terms of just legendary status and timeless classics. So it's like, well, who's, who's going to be next? Like, you know, which genre are we going to go with and what artists, you know, um, but I think it was just, yeah, it definitely showcased that all of their music was timeless. They could still sing it like it was day one. Um, and it's something that you definitely have not had in the past 20 years in terms of music. You know, you cannot say that for 20 years worth of music lately. Can we still jam to that stuff? That's right. The entire playlist. That part. Mm-hmm. That part. And, that and there was were songs small, they didn't play that that's, we, yes, we definitely could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were a lot of songs they did not showcase. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I think, too, one of the my favorite, I would say one of my favorite moments and songs that they did sing was when they, again, when they brought out Dionne Warwick. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just so beautiful, you know, for their sister and their peer to come out, come out there. And they had, you know, they had given her a shout out earlier in the night, but it was just like, it was like the perfect song for them and, um, and for this moment. And like you said, the bar has just been set so high because mm-hmm. they sounded amazing. Like I... I went back through and like rewatched slash listened to it today as I was doing chores. And like, I would just have to stop sometimes and just watch because I mean, like Gladys Knight, her voice is amazing. And just again, the way that they perform and it's, yeah, it was, I, I do feel bad for whoever has to come after them. And I was actually talking to my dad about that today as well. Cause like I was telling him, yeah, you know, in the beginning, <laughs> this is how the versus battles were, but now we have, you know, this live singing, which again speaks to their generation too. And just like, being authentic to who they are. Cause I believe Gladys mentioned that she's been singing since she was four years old. Mm-hmm. So, so if she's 77, that's like 73 years of singing. So it's what she knows how to do. So she's not going to like bring a track and let that play. Like, no, this is my gift. And she said that, you know, it's a gift how she wants to, to bless others and, and share it with people. So yeah, it was epic all caps. Okay. So I think you all kind of mentioned this a little bit during your responses, but just wanted to see, you know, what left you feeling inspired or gave you auntie, hashtag auntie goals. I just think when I saw it at the end, it just tells me that no matter how old you are, you can still live it up and still have fun and still fulfill your dreams, no matter how old you are. So that's what I got out of it. Cause you know, I mean, when I was younger, I was like, what is momentum's going to stop when I get a certain age? And then when I saw that, I was like, it reminded of like, like you guys said of my, my mom and her sisters, her sister, her friends and how they are geeky all the time. And that sisterhood and stuff. And I was like, it don't matter how old you are. You can still have fun, still live it up, still inspire your dreams and keep going. So that was, that was my inspiration right there. Like whatever it is, it don't matter how old you are. Just keep going. I think for me, it was black excellence. So in every aspect, you know, in terms of your craft, the product that you put out, um, your overall integrity, and then, Aesthetically speaking, I mean, 
<laughs> you know, like keep it up until the end, like hair, makeup, clothes, all of that. It was like, everything was on point with them. And, um, and then I think when you hit a certain age, you just become more at peace too. You know, you could tell they're at peace with their lives and, you know, nothing is going to rattle me because I am secure and confident in what I've done and what I'm doing. Um, so that was the inspiration for me. Yeah. I would have to piggyback off of, you know, both Gina and Alicia. Um, I think the way that they've maintained, um, and kind of just preserve their personal brand, right? Through so many decades is just, it's impressive. I mean, you know, um, even through, I, I'm sure, you know, they had highs, they've had lows and Patty, I think had a couple civil, you know, situations, but their personal brands still just feel and seem like they're not tarnished at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was key. And then, I appreciated just how authentic they were, right? It didn't matter. I mean, this was a big deal once they were kind of, you know, this is versus and they agreed, but I just felt like it was just so organic and this is just their craft and what they do, but it was so organic. It wasn't staged. I feel like they were just who they were and they presented that to us and, you know, take up all the makeup, all the suits or whatever, take the glam away. Um, We still would have, had an epic show. So I just appreciate their authenticity and, you know, that piece of just being strong black women and not, and unapologetically, right. Just strong black women. So that was it for me. Yeah. I I would definitely echo all of your sentiments. And I would, I would say for me, I, I look at, I look at, Gladys Knight, I look at Patti LaBelle, and also um, another legend, Cicely Tyson, and and I just pray that when I am their age, that I can still be doing something that I love. And and I'm not saying that I like don't want to retire, but but I think that you know there's something to be said for the fact that they they're still singing and and acting, and in addition to just God's favor and and blessing and sustaining power. The fact that these women have had, as you all mentioned, longevity um, in their life and, and, and they've done it by doing something that brings them joy. So yeah, I love that. And actually I, I saw Patty LaBelle in concert a few years ago and it was incredible. And I actually also had a chance to, to meet her and, um, and she was just very gracious. I remember, um, she was like seated at a table and I placed my hand on the table and she put her hand on top of mine. And so on the inside, I was, I was, you know, screaming, but on the outside, I was trying to just, you know, <laughs> be cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was, I, I just, I just think they're just such elegant, amazing black women and they, they inspire us, especially in the time of COVID and everything else that we have seen throughout this year, it gives us hope. <laughs> so. I agree. Have you, um, I'm going to derail a little bit, LaJoy, but that moment I think you described was uh, when we had the signing of the, uh, Patty's cookbook 
Have you whipped up any recipes from her cookbook? Oh, you know, that's a great question. Not yet, but uh, I think with <laughs> with the holiday season around the corner, I definitely plan to uh, to dive into her cookbook for sure. Yeah. I feel like that night was my moment to, you know, like <laughs> maybe prepare something from her cookbook, but then I was like, no. Nah. Yeah, I'm just going to go to Walmart and pick up one of her pies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alicia did. Alicia did. I did. Yeah, I was there, yeah, their their little teaser, their teaser trailers inspired me. It was like, once I yeah. see soul food, yeah. and I have it in yeah. my head, I can't get it out. And I'm like, I have to have greens and mac and cheese and yams and black-eyed peas and cornbread. <laughs> Well, and you know what I love that Aunt, uh, that Patty said? She was like, because um, I think Gladys said something about, like, needing to watch her weight. And, and Patty was like, no, don't, don't, lose, don't lose weight during COVID. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we yes. need food that makes us happy. That's right. Comfort food. Soul food <laughs> <and> comfort <laughs> food. Yes. So, okay, my next question for you ladies is, so... Now that we have had Patty and Gladys who have, have set the bar so high for the versus battle, uh, what would you say have been, in your mind, the top five versus battles? Ooh. And if you want, I'll, 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 I'll go first. I can, I can, I can tell yeah, you, you guys. Yeah, you go first. I can tell you guys need a moment on this one. Okay, so for me, I would say number one is is Patty and Gladys for sure, just for all the aforementioned um, reasons. And uh, just to, you know, give a couple little notes, like they had over 3.7 million views and, and this battle was the second most tweeted battle of all the versus battles. Uh, my number two would have to be Brandy and Monica again. Well, first of all, you all know how I feel about Brandy. Um, but also, I mean, their battle was the most popular of all the most tweeted. Um, they had over 6 million views. Plus, uh, as a result of their battle, they actually impacted the, the R and B music chart. So, Brandy's new album B7, which I love, went to number one. And then and then their other albums re-entered like the top 40 charts. And actually two of Brandy's albums went into the top 10. So I think just like the impact that that had, you know, can't go unnoticed. Number three for me would be Fred Hammond and Kirk Franklin, which was back in June at a time when well, our country and our community really, really needed it. And also Fred Hammond's like one of my absolute favorites. I've always said if I had somebody write a soundtrack to my life, it would probably be Fred Hammond. But I mean, you know, there's no denying that they really brought us that that healing that we needed, you know, especially in 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 um, the time like shortly after George Floyd and, and just all that was happening. Um, and then number four, have to say Jill Scott and Erica Baidu, which of course we discussed um, on Queens and Kings of Quarantine, uh, part one. And then number five, which is I think the first one that really picked up 
traction is Babyface and Teddy Riley. So that's my top five. Okay, you ready for mine? Go for it. So number one will definitely have to be, now I'm going based on energy and what I got from it. This is all based on energy. So number one is definitely going to be Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle. Then Babyface and Teddy, Erica Badu and Jill Scott, DMX and Snoop Dogg, and then Kirk and Fred. That was all my, my top five because what I got from it, what I loved from it, the energy and how it just kept singing and stuff like that and how they were able to interact with each other and just was so positive and all good stuff. That was my top five. So I didn't put Brandy and Monica because I didn't feel the, I didn't feel the energy. The music was good, but I just, I didn't feel that energy from them. But that was my top five. Interesting, Gina. Very interesting. Um, I would have to say, so my number five is kind of a conglomeration. Um, shout out to Swiss and Timbaland for even starting this. So I have to put them on the list because without their initial battle and then getting their producer songwriter friends involved, we wouldn't be at this point. Um, so I even enjoyed the initial first um, versus battles that was just like Swiss and Timbaland or, um, you know, some of the other producers and hearing their creations and even not even realizing, oh, John to Austin actually did that song, you know, that, that we rock out to all the time. Um, so that would be number five for me. Number four would be 112 and Jagged Edge just for nostalgia because I love both groups and I think they added a lot to 90s R&B especially for our generation. Um, number three for me would have to be Erica and Jill. Um, again, fabulous artists. Um, it, great nostalgia because a lot of those songs I had not heard in a long time. And it definitely inspired me to download um, some of those songs. I think that was one of the first playlists from the verses that I actually downloaded. Um Number two is a tie. So Babyface and Teddy, of course, I think that was the first huge versus that everybody was tuned into. Um, I have that one tied with Brandy and Monica because um, I just enjoyed seeing both of them together. And it just reminded me, you know, I don't think in the moment we knew just how big Brandy was in terms of popularity and in terms of everything she had going on. I can't think of a black artist today that would be able to have a TV show, have a successful music career, um, and be all around popular, not just popular amongst a certain culture, but she had crossover popularity. And so did Monica too, um, with her music and, you know, even like the space jam soundtrack and, and things like that. So both of them had that crossover potential that you do not see happening in today's music. And then, of course, number one, Gladys and Patty, just because of the legendary status. So, like I said earlier, I am very intrigued and excited to see where these versus battles go. Um, after Gladys and Patty, I was talking to a friend, and we were, like, just throwing out artists and, and saying who versus who. 
um, like, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire versus who, or um, my personal favorite I really do want to see is Fantasia and Jennifer Hudson, just for the simple fact of the American Idol connection. They were on the same season. I think they both could kind of match in terms of um, being able to sing live and having a mixture of current R&B hits, plus they have that gospel roots, and I know they would take it there. Uh, I would be so intrigued to see that battle, but um, I'm I'm eagerly awaiting the next announcement. And Alicia, before before I let uh, Khalifa jump in, I just want to say that is actually my next question. So we're we're going to talk about future <laughs> battles in a moment. Uh, but gotcha. but let me let Khalifa give her top five, and then we will come back to that thought. Yeah, Alicia should have went last, and that would have been a great segue. Yeah, it would have. Because I was like, oh, I, you know, I can't wait to see what's next. But um, so I need a top seven because I have two. Five. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to make this difficult or complicate or to be a rule breaker, um, but, you know, all of us are passionate about music, I think, right? We can all agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and shout out the Swiss and Timberland for just their um, ingenious idea to think about doing and performing and executing something on this level and this magnitude during this time. It's, it's you know, perfect. Um, and, and again, when you just think about people that have affinity to music and good music, right, to the air, um, they've just done an incredible job. So um, they did not make my list, but Thank you for, you know, um, being wonderful producers. That's why they make good money because mm-hmm. they are phenomenal at what they do. But I would have to agree with all of the, everyone on the podcast here, Gladys and Patty, number one, hands down. Um, plus, you know, I don't want to be shunned or, or whooped for not selecting them as in the number one slot, but I think they truly earned it. Um, number two for me was a tie. And I agree with Alicia. She was in my head. Um, but Teddy Riley, Babyface, Epic, right? I mean, and then Brandy and, and Monica for the same reasons. Um, you know, you just, they're incomparable when you think about their catalogs, right? And then the crossover and, and other people that they brought along even under their labels or um, just their soundtracks alone, right? And stand alone. So um, that's, they are both, both verses are tied for me at number two. Um, number three for me, and I agree with Gina here, um, got to give it up for the dogs, Snoop Dogg and DMX. That was, and I know, I mean, I know it's for some people, you may not listen to their music, but that was such a good matchup. And um, I thought it was very raw. I thought it was um, needed, again, for those that have, uh, you know, um, a connection with that type of music and that demographic especially for our, our black males. Um, but I think that was cla- um, very, a good matchup and, and, and classic moment. Number four for me was Jill Scott and Erica Badu. They will always be in the top five. I mean, and I think they were the first verses to break that million um, impressions or streams or, right? Like, and um, that, that moment, I, did, I, I still go back and listen to uh, that verses in the playlist still today i'm like wow i mean d nice the other night was you know spinning erica badu and i was like she is just amazing right so i had to go break out her music and and jam out to that uh in the shower and then last for me i had another tie 
um, of course, Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond, uh, you know, LaJoy, you said it best. It was just perfect timing, what we needed, healing, right? And and we're what we were facing at that time. And it's so even relevant today. I think um, they should probably just run that versus back, but it was much needed. Um, and tied with them um, for a different reason was Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. So I don't think they're getting enough recognition. So they were the first versus battle to not have any, up to that moment, have any technical difficulties. The energy was phenomenal. It was international, so they had to show us how to do it. And I think they set the benchmark afterward of how the versus battles were going to be performed because they did it. And they were together. They were together doing it. Yes. They set the expectation moving forward. And I don't think they get enough credit for that. Um, it was clear. It was good energy. They were also the first, they were together. They had their DJs. But they also performed their music as well, right? They weren't just playing tracks, but they were um, performing their music. I don't want to say singing or rapping. Um, and so I don't think they get enough credit. So they definitely are in the top five for me as far as, um, you know, overall um, catalog round, right? Um, pet, technical ability and and just um again just the visual it was so cool i was like man and in that moment i think i was a little jealous because we are stuck here in the united states and we can't travel so i was like what it would be like to be on the island right now but anyway um they also had the cops show up i mean i think there were just so many moments in in that verses where we were like is this real is this page what so i think they did far um as far as how they would format the verses going forward um, that's my top seven. Well, you know, since since you since you <laughs> threw an extra one in there, I will I'll throw one in that uh, none of us said, but I actually really did enjoy, uh, and that would be uh, John Legend and Alicia Keys. You know, I, I liked their their dueling piano concept, and and John Legend. The thing about him is, you know, I'd forgotten about like some of um, the songs that he had, and so. I, I remember like being in my living room and watching it. And when green light came on, he got up and he was dancing and I was like dancing with him, you know, like, so, um, you know, they had great energy. And then when Alicia, when Alicia Keys sung, you don't know my name, which is my favorite song by her. Um, but when she sung that song and then, and then she did the part at the end where she, where she calls the guy, that was so the much guy fun. Was most <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, my boo yes. staff. Yes, he was the man. <laughs> he was the man. Um, but yeah, and then like to see Swiss Beats comment when she was calling. <laughs> you know, he was, you know, of course he was teasing, but he was basically like, okay, I'm going to beat this dude up, right? So for those of y'all who don't know, Swiss Beats is Alicia Keys' husband. So anyway, it was just a fun, fun. I thought that that one was a really fun battle. And I do want to give them credit too, because it was, they did it on Juneteenth, right? So they were, you know, trying to again celebrate our culture and, you know, again, bringing out the pianos. It was a production. So to me, that was also like an upgrade uh, in the experience. But I, I really loved hearing all of your lists. And, and I think that's, you know, again, the beautiful thing about sisterhood is that, you know, we all kind of have our different perspectives on, you know, what moves us. Um, I do think it's pretty cool, though, that we all landed on 
Gladys and Patty as the number one, which I think just also speaks to why I felt like it was important to call them out and to record a special episode and to give them their flowers while they are here. And, um, and who would also say another one of my prayers is like 2020, please don't take either of these Queens. Like we have lost so many, uh, beautiful souls and, and spirits who also, I should also say who are not famous, right? We've lost many just to, um, unfortunately to COVID-19 and then we've also lost some, you know, inspirational um, figures and um, celebrities as well. Um, in fact, Justice Ginsburg uh, just passed away um, yesterday. And uh, Chadwick Boseman, as you all know how I feel about him and the Black Panther franchise and many others, Kobe and his daughter uh, back in February. And again, we've just had so many. So anyway, watching the battle, part of me on the inside was like, Lord, please just, you know, they, they look wonderful. They seem like they're in good health. Like, please, please sustain them through this year. Uh, I just, you know, I don't, I don't think our hearts can take another, another loss, but you know, um, but God's will be done. I'll just say that, but prayerfully, prayerfully, his will is for them to be with us for uh, a few more years. Um, and so anyway, going back to uh, Alicia kind of kicked it off for us a little bit there uh, in terms of future versus battles. I definitely wanted to hear who you all are interested in seeing. Uh, I will share, I know Alicia, you, you mentioned a few and I would say earth, wind and fire. Oh my goodness. That would be amazing. Like I, I have seen them live before and they like that concert is just like one of the best concerts that you can ever, ever experience. They're just hands down the best. So to be honest, I don't know who would go against them, but that was a great one. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also I, for me, this is just like on a, you know, more personal note. India Ari is someone mm. whose music has really inspired me. And I've gotten some of my other favorites, like, you know, Brandy, Jill Scott, Fred Hammond, who I mentioned, but mm-hmm. like India Ari's mu- music, just again, it's another one. It's like a soundtrack for my life and it's just moved me. And so I, I will say, I was trying to figure out, like, I don't know who she would go against exactly. Mm-hmm. I kind of just thought about different names. I mean, she's, she's kind of been, a, I mean, she's really, to me, a very unique artist who's in a category, like, all her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not quite sure who she would be matched with, but I will say, I think that, you know, it would definitely be a nice neo-soul vibe. And so mm-hmm. I thought about, like, Lauren Hill. Again, don't know that we would match the two of them, but you know, again, they both do. Our music, Lauren Hill and um Yeah, I was gonna say him too. Music Soul Music mm-hmm. Soul Child. Yep, that was another and person Indiana I thought Ari. about. Indiana yeah, I, music. That would yeah, be really exactly. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, definitely. definitely. Yeah, definitely. That was actually the next name I was gonna say, Gina. You're you're on it. I was I did think about him as well. Um so yeah, I think any of those like the combination of that, like that would be, you know, just magical. And then another R&B note, um, I would say Usher, I would love to see him against someone. Um, mm. He, I mean, he's still, y'all, he's still making hits now. Like, like this That's summer. Why I don't think he could I, battle anyone, anyone though. He'll be in right. residency in Vegas, right? Like, yeah. I know. I know. Prime. I don't know. Again, I don't know who can battle that man. I'm just saying, but can we get him? <laughs> can we get him on the Instagram? No, he's I, in the genre. It would have to be a different type of verses, like just a solo verses or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, um, 
So when I was talking with my friend, we had Smokey versus Stevie. Um, oh, I like it. That would be epic. Um, and both of them are still alive and still doing their thing. So I exactly. like that a lot. <laughs> um, Possibly definitely Anita in my Baker and Shaka Khan, maybe? <gasps> I don't know. I couldn't I, really think I like who... Die. Yeah. I would pass out. I would pass out. <laughs> those two, um, you just did it. That Those two, Anita Baker and Shaka Khan, yes. I literally pass out. <laughs> um, on the Blue-Eyed Soul tip, because I think we got to give a shout out to our Blue-Eyed Soul partners out there, John B. versus Robin Thicke. I think that would be great. Um, let's see. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Okay. I, I was scared you was going to say another name, but you said those two. I'm like, I approve. <laughs> <laughs> what is Khalifa saying? I said, we may have to stop you. I mean, like, I'm like, well, she said that. Yeah. Oh, is that... <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll do one more. So on the smooth jazz tip, Kenny G versus Najee. I think that would be a nice, like mellow vibe. Um, they're both kind of similar in terms of instrumentalists. Um, Boney James. Boney James. Yeah. Boney James. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then another solo versus new edition, because I don't think they could go against <laughs> anyone else. No, they, I can't. They could, actually, that would be an epic one. They could battle themselves because you've got new edition. Yeah. I'm here for it. Here <laughs> for it. <laughs> that would be epic. We need that one to happen now. I think for okay, me, so- it would definitely be um, Ron Isley with someone. I could see him with Ron Isley because, you know, he has hits after hits after yeah. hits. Yeah. And another person I would love to see is. Um, What's his name? He does Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, Raphael um, Sadiq. Raphael Sadiq. Yes. Raphael Sadiq. Yes. You know, yes. He has He's a genius. He's a yes. musical genius. I would love to see him go against someone. Like, even for him, it's like, what? Those are the only two. in so many songs. Mm-hmm. Right? Or Sade. I, I have Sade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone. So those are my three. So I don't have any matchups per se. Well, I do have one matchup. So we'll start. Um, I have to piggyback off Alicia with the blue eyed soul. Um, <laughs> just in the spirit of inclusion, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christina versus Pink. I yes. Think that would That'd be, be great too. Yes. Right. Yeah. A good matchup for yes. our, our blue eyed souls. Um, and then, you know, I had Stevie, I had Sade, and not necessarily versus each other, but just. Um, legends that we'd want to see. Anita Baker, mm-hmm. of course. Um, no one named Jodeci. Again, I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure who they would battle. An- another, another solo. Another, another solo. Versus. Yes. Well, they could go against another R&B, like, 90s group, but I, I just not can't voice think of one off the top. No. No, not I, well, I don't think well, there's, no, compar- the, there's no comparison with Jodeci. Different styles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's but Jodeci, no comparison. Jodeci does deserve like some flowers uh, there's some kind of yes, recognition for sure. They, yeah, for sure. You, <laughs> even though you know, looking back on group. many of their song lyrics i'm like i don't think i should, oh i know them have, all but no, Joe, me too but but Joe, <laughs> they were the bomb. well joy you got close sing. your ears girl close your ears no 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 they and they did sing in the desert in leather and and of course the combat boots like they waiting you know, for what yeah they, girl yes 
they were crying they were for, for us imagery yeah. right <laughs> yes they were crying yes the vulnerability i did appreciate that they definitely brought out the vulnerability of and the mind black you, in that song she was only gone for an hour that's it that's and it. they were begging for her to come <laughs> back okay well in that context i don't know if we should be concerned <laughs> sounds a little you know obsessive like, okay, I'm just, around the corner. I'm just around the corner. Right? <laughs> right. But no, that song is the jam. Uh, I did have, yeah. um, again, not sure who would match up, but Tamia, I don't think she gets enough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, he's her own solo. Is, is yes. Yes. Maybe Deborah Cox. Deborah Cox. Deborah Cox. Yeah. Yeah. So Canadian, give us that Canadian yeah. black girl yeah. magic. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The both. Oh, just, you know, just when you think about their music and touching your soul. Mm -hmm. Good job, Grant Hill. Good job. Um, And then I had, um, we have not called out our SWV. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, yeah. Oh, my God. And I don't know who they would battle, but I also think In Vogue would be a good person. But the SWV, yeah, for sure. Again, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, versus you, well, you know what? Maybe SWV and Invoke, since Invoke technically has three people now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I, don't, I mean, they you don't know. go together. Maybe I, I total think they do in terms of nineties. Nineties, mm-hmm. yeah, nineties yeah, female army. They're kind of the pre-post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas in Vogue and SWV, I feel like they're they're on par when it comes to hits and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. soundtracks. Soundtracks, soundtracks like, like like Auntie Patty said, we've been on soundtracks. Okay, mm-hmm. that part. What about Escape? Mm. Love Escape. Yeah, I mean they had well one album they that had, was a hit. I think they had a, yeah. yeah they they dropped a mm-hmm. couple albums, but um, I think the first one was yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Kick off the, your shoes and relax your feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, their second one, I forget. I just know it was white with the telephone in there and the black. Yeah. I can't remember. Can I run to it? Yep. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yep. Oh, off the hook. Yep. Yeah. 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 I was actually listening to that the other day, actually, because mm-hmm. um, I was watching something and Who Can I Run To um, was on. I was like, let me let me play this album, you know, and some good songs. And I still and I still remember voice. the interludes. Like yes. when one song yes. ended, I remembered the interludes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the girl That's calling 90s the DJ music. and <laughs> yes, nineties. Oh my god! Interludes. We miss interludes. I know. Yes, we do. Don't we? Are the one single CDs? You get the CDs on one yeah. single only. The first and thing there's a the was... side of an unreleased song that's yeah. like yeah. really good. Mariah Carey was very famous for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tony Braxton was my song. first single CD that I purchased. I think it was ninety nine cents, but it was. Um, I think, and I had the, I memorized the Spanish version too. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was, I was bilingual back then. Yes. Oh yeah, I was actually God. telling my dad today. I think I'm going to put my 
CD player in storage just because, like, oh. I mean, having vintage, it. yeah. And it's actually, it's I'm sorry, it was Unbreak My Heart. That was it. Sorry, Unbreak mm-hmm. My Heart. My bad. And she had a Espanol version. And mm-hmm. yeah, so, but yes, LaJoy, you may need to wrap that up in bubble. <laughs> and, exactly. Yes, and put it away so you can, you know, show your beautiful nieces and nephews and take yes. it like. Yes. This yes. Is called a CD player, compact yes. disc player. Yes, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> well, ladies, um, thank you all so much for for joining me for another edition of Brown Girl Radiance podcast to to celebrate our our Black queens and our Black culture. Um, as always, it's it's been so much fun chatting with you, and stay tuned for the rest of our season, season three of Brown Girl Radiance podcast as we're celebrating brown girls abroad. So we will see you soon as we continue collecting our passport stamps. so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Brown Girl Radiance podcast, please share it with a friend so that we can continue to celebrate and shine together. Brown Girl Radiance podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. If you want to stay connected to Brown Girl Radiance Podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Brown Girl Radiance Podcast. You can feel free to email me at Brown Girl Radiance Podcast at gmail.com.